big cheese sign. You know, some people think we're or like when I tell my friends in college, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the brat stop. You ever heard of the brat stop? They'd be like, no, and then they assume like a brat stop. Think like a food truck or something. This is a lot more. <laughs> but uh, you should be able to hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. And then you can hear yourself. You'll know if you're coming through. You can adjust the mic if you want. Or up into your mouth or over your head. However you want to do it. Deep inside my throat hole. But if you can't hear yourself in, in your headphones, you know, they can't hear you. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm good now. So, uh, Adam, right? Yes, sir. And what uh, you and your wife are the founders, creators, inventors of Carbless? Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean... I, I know I read your website, uh, you know, it started out of looking for flavor and then also thinking about your diet. Uh, so I have a few questions along the way that I've already thought of, but uh, if you just want to, I mean, like how that, I mean, you want to tell your story? Yeah. So uh, we were both doing keto, uh, which is low carb, low sugar. Um, and there's some versions of keto where they say don't drink, uh, but let's face it, we're from Wisconsin. So. Mm-hmm. We drank. Just drink Wisconsinably. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Nice plug. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, it's a beautiful place to be here because uh, brats and cheese fit pretty well into that for me. Um, so I drank vodka, water, lemon, and lime, like uh, just, you know, the, the fruit, and I'd squeeze a little bit in, not because it was good, but because it was low-carb, low-sugar. And that started in January of 18, and then uh, in May is when the seltzers came out. And a buddy of mine, I remember handing me... You mean seltzers in your life, in the market, or not carbless? Uh, not, not carbless, correct. Yeah. Seltzers in general, in the market in Wisconsin, I would say. Okay, okay. Uh, That's it's when diff- White Claw? It was only two, 2018? I guess it feels like they've been 2018, forever. I would say, is when they got pretty big. Okay, okay. Um, I think they originally launched in like 2016, and it took a while to get some traction. As a seltzer expert, I'm going to call you that, uh, <laughs> would, uh, would you say it was White Claw like the first? Are they like the first mover? Um, I think they, Mark Anthony Brands is a really great, uh, marketing, has a really great marketing team. Uh, so Press, which is a local Wisconsin brand, uh, I saw is in your cooler as well. Uh, they actually launched, I think before, um, White Claw did, uh, Bon and Viv, which AB bought, they originally launched in New England, uh, I think 2013. So they, they weren't the first from a product perspective, but they were first to really make it a national hoopla. And so you said uh, Mark Anthony? So Mark Anthony Brands uh, owns... Not the singer. No, 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 no. no. Does he uh, own a marketing brands company? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so Mark Anthony Brands, I uh, believe, is owned by a gentleman named Anthony Von Mondel. Uh, but uh, they, are they are... Are there other products then? They're Mike's Hard Lemonade. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so Mike's Hard Lemonade, White Claw, now Cayman Jack, um, things of that nature. And that's their big... That'd be their big two, at least. White Claw yep. and Mike's Hard. Yep. And that's... I know you mentioned to me uh, regarding, like, your price bracket and the, the leg- legislation you have to deal with. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, because you're not uh, seltzer, per se? Correct. So most of the, the mainstream ones, and you've, uh, I mean, you owning the place, you're probably starting to see some of the shift. But um, the, the big ones, I'm just going to go backtrack a year. You know, White Claw, Truly, Bud Seltzer, Busy, Tapo Chico, um, those brands – are uh, they, they use a, a base that by the uh, Tobacco and Trade Bureau, who, who governs alcohol under the FDA, it's considered a beer. 
Um, and so if you look really closely on all those cans, they have to tell you that it says beer in a just really, really small print. Uh, they might be using like a, a fermented malt base. A lot of them use like a sugar brew uh, to create your alcohol. It's considered a beer. And that's really where the whole, that whole tax piece comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are a vodka-based product. And to give you an example in the state of Wisconsin, and, and my math will be slightly rough, but because the other ones are considered a beer... When they're made, there's federal excise tax. And so they are taxed, I believe, around a quarter penny a can. So 24 of those, that's what, maybe like two pennies, math again, for a whole case, for 24 of them, two pennies. Um, We are taxed 13 cents a can. So that's three bucks. Now think about, you know, the the brand, the the distributor, the retailer, uh, 25, call it 25% markup, which most people are going to do our margin, that adds up pretty quick from $0.02 cents to $3. Now, that's just federally. So all states at that point are equal, and it's based on the base of the product, so beer, wine, spirit, um, or, and then on top of that, your, your uh, um, ABV. So we're 5%, uh, a White Claw is 5%, truly is 5%. So that's the starting point. Then when you bring it into the state, Wisconsin has, uh, it's probably in the middle for, for state tax, so Wisconsin, I get charged $7.56 a case, and um, if you're a beer, uh, it, it doesn't matter in, in the state, it doesn't matter if you're 1% ABV or uh, 80%, in the state of Wisconsin, a beer is around $0.04 cents a case. So when we come into the, in, into the state of Wisconsin, a, a traditional seltzer has been taxed around uh, $0.06 cents for all 24 cans between Uncle Sam federally and Uncle Sam state. And uh, we've been taxed close to eleven bucks. Wow, that's crazy. So now that and you're that's seeing, because your alcohol, not beer. Correct, because the 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 base of it is vodka or vodka. our margaritas, tequila, um, and then what you're seeing now is uh, High Noon did a great job of just making a splash, you know, through throughout the nation and making uh, a vodka based drink, and it, it's a little bit cleaner of a flavor, um, and so. Now what you're seeing is Truly's coming out with a vodka seltzer, which uh, I think soon they'll call vodka soda. White Claw just came out in a can with a vodka soda, and they also just did the vodka bottles. So they're seeing where the trends are going. Um, and, and so it, it's just been a really interesting play because now, um, and I am kind of curious on your, your take, right? So I'll use White Claw. They've probably made you a lot of money. They sell a shit ton of product. So what happens... When the- I, I, I think we've made them money. Okay. I almost look at it the other way. Just because their, their products are so base. You know, like it's that marketing you said. You know, like everyone's, everyone knows the product exists. So all I have to do is carry it and people will buy it. But we are also the world famous Brat Stop. We have people driving by all the time. New people, first timers, never again timers. Not by bad experience, just... You know, you're traveling by. Yeah. That's one of the big selling points of this area is uh, this interstate, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like a million cars a day. Oh, yeah. A million a cars a day drive by. This is one of the most busy intersections in all of America. And by that logic, like, if we didn't carry Miller Lite products, I think people, I don't think, I don't know what percentage of customer base we'd lose that's like, I only drink Miller Lite. You know? I only drink White Claw. If we carried Carbless... And we had signs up, you know, that say Carbless is our featured product. You know, and as a Wisconsin business, uh, I don't know if we mentioned that you're Wisconsin. You, I mean, we've been, we talked a little loosely, but Wisconsin made products. Wisconsin ownership made in Plymouth, 
or uh, so we're based based out of Plymouth. Um, we have two manufacturing plants right now that are not in Wisconsin. Right, right, and made somewhere else. Whatever the company is, Wisconsin. Yeah. In a, in about a month, though, it'll be made in Wisconsin. There right. we go. Um, and and so to support a Wisconsin product, that's just you know, I, I think that almost better brands the brat stop. You know, we're world famous, but I I almost tell people well, we're one of the, we're the most famous thing in Wisconsin. You know, you hit it right away when you get up through Illinois. So it's like, well, you can turn around right. now and go back. But yeah, I'd love to match the six cooler doors of uh, Spotted Cow with yeah, some carbless. Maybe someday. <laughs> well, and you're looking at it that way. I, I, I think we, and in the end, as a business, we're making more money selling, you know, by the can than, oh, than the four pack to go. Um, so, so it's almost. Not worth it for me to keep it in the cooler because we sell it so fast. Yeah. I mean, the carbless is. It really, no, I looked at the data. You guys are killing it, man. I was. I was wondering if you had that. I mean, yeah. I don't know where I your can look at how much it. you've bought. Okay, basically, and it's. Uh, I can go deep on a computer and look over, but uh, on my phone, I can immediately see how many you've bought in the last ninety so, days. I don't know how, really, how big carbless is because I did a little bit of research. I was googling like uh, top ten seltzer beverages okay. and things like that, and you never popped up in any of them. But I, I know it's a newer product, and a lot of the ones we mentioned were in there. High Noon, Truly, yep. White Claw, and White Claw's trash. I'm going to just say it right now. Sorry, White Claw. If you want to send a White Claw rep in here to talk, talk it out, we can talk about how trash your White Claw is, but it's not good. It's water. It's water with your spritz of fruit, like you said. <laughs> little lime and lemon in there. Um, the Carbless, I, I, I know we're, we're kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh, the Carbless tastes sweet. And am I seeing zero sugars? Yes, yeah. zero sugars on the side. So is it just like loaded with the aspartame or, or whatever? No, so um, we use uh, our, our, we have two different sweeteners. Uh, one is sucralose, which you're drinking cranberry, I'm drinking lemon lime, both these have sucralose. Um, and then uh, our passion fruit is stevia. So stevia is considered okay. all natural. Um, it definitely, from a, a palatability perspective, there's so many people that are, are I would say, have a very high sensitivity to stevia. So we have it as an all-natural option. Uh, the reason we chose sucralose is uh, plentiful. Going back to we were on keto, sucralose does not impact your glycemic index. Uh, that is one of the negative effects uh, from the studies of aspartame is there is cancer-causing links, right? Uh, but the, the, the bigger issue um, to, to me for like a diabetic is it actually impacts your glycemic index and acts like sugar when it goes in your body. Um, so my brother, uh, as a result of an, uh, accident, he doesn't drink booze. He always tries carbless so we can talk about it, but he has about a quarter of a pancreas and we actually tested on him, on other diabetics, on keto people. Our product does not impact your glycemic index. So there so is no it's thought diabetic it's, friendly. Oh, very much so. And, yeah. and so you're diabetic? No, 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 no. Um, oh, I, so I was doing keto and keto. I had a, ch- I, the way I look at it is I had a choice to be low carb. Right, like if I eat uh, uh, just a tub of licorice, I'm not going to die. Uh, it's just not doesn't go against what I'm trying to fit into my lifestyle. A diabetic, I guess, ultimately has a choice, but the the you know the latter ends up being a much more significant consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I we don't ever market to uh, diabetics just because it is it's a it's a health thing, right? Right, right. And booze that's I think that's totally taboo, but we have a ton ton of people that I know that are diabetic that are literally send thank you notes because of that because oh. they've been drinking something that they didn't enjoy just to drink and now they finally I you know my dad was diabetic but I'm really not familiar with it and I couldn't even tell you the the difference between type 1 and type 2 or type 2 type type, a, type, type 1 is generally uh hereditary like happens you know juvenile diabetes and then type 2 is you 
And that, I mean, you bring it upon yourself? Typically, uh, from, from my knowledge, yes. Um, now, my brother became 20, uh, type 1 at, like, 23, but it's because his pancreas had to get removed. Um, from, an ac- from the accident? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A quarter of a, a quarter-sized pancreas or a quarter of his pancreas? A quarter of his pancreas is remaining. And oh, wow. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's one of the only organs that cannot heal itself. So when it when it's mad, uh, it's really mad. Um, all right. Where were we before that? Where I asked about the sugar. Um, I want to, wait, okay. (laughs) Sucralose. Okay. Did I say that right? Sucralose? Yep. So, like, can I go to the store and get, like, a pack of sucralose? You could. Um, You can. I I just feel like, I feel like when you, I want to talk about diets, too. Okay. I just, because I remember the, the food pyramid. When no. I was a kid, and I know Honestly, that that dude, doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> no, I know, and like I, it's got Fruit Loops on there I've, now. <laughs> I've never actually—I can't say I've done dieting. You know, I think about how I, what I eat. I'm on it. I know I should have some salads sometimes, so I have some salads, and I like steaks, so I have a steak here and there. But I've never really cut anything out. I've had too much ice cream, so I try and eat less ice cream. Right. You know, but I, I've generally have kind of eaten what I wanted, but I ha- I'm mindful of what I eat. Um. So when you're dieting, and and you say sucralose, and it's like there's no sugar in this, and is sucralose just fancy sugar? So, um, is, is honestly, there someone going to tell me? Well, sucralose has all these negative side effects. Uh, sure. So I would, uh, yes, somebody will. And and one of the reasons we chose sucralose um, outside of the glycemic piece um, is so it is by nature considered an artificial sweetener, and that's where I said stevia is considered natural. Um, Sucralose is, uh, if you've heard of Splenda. So Splenda is when I would say sucralose as an ingredient was nationalized. Now, uh, Splenda uses sucralose, and then they, uh, for lack of better words, cut it, and they uh, fill it with multidextrin. Uh, We have no multidextrin in our product. It is straight sucralose. Um, This is from my outside looking in. There is a lot of people nowadays that read one article, and suddenly they're brilliant. It becomes their 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 gospel. Yep. Um, Their knowledge base. This, the research that we did was probably six to nine months. Um, and I will not get political, but I will tell you that pretty much almost any article that you find that is negative about something, you can follow the trail and find that somebody paid for it. Um, quick example, in the 1950s, Harvard did a study on how uh, bad fat is and how good sugar is. And that really, if you look at when we started getting fat. And we're kind of opposite now, right? I mean, you need the fats. I mean, see, I don't even follow it. Correct, correct. But if if you really dig into Harvard study, holy shit, you know, best, yeah, one of the best schools. Harvard, I'm gonna listen. One of the one of the sugar companies paid for that. Ah, so okay, again, without getting political, like if you really choose to dig, dig really deep, and I'm not talking like internet, Google it. Like you have to call people, whatever. So the the sucralose piece, it is artificial, so there is no caloric value. Um, and there is no carbohydrates and there's no sugar. Now, aspartame can claim the same things, but there are things when they go into our body, they can sometimes react in a different way within the way like our brain views them. So that's where I'm saying aspartame goes into your body and a, a lot of things will show 
that it acts in your body as like a multiplier of sugar, even though there is no sugar. Um, aspartame is also not allowed in a lot of countries. Like, United States it is. Do you, do you watch movies, television? A little bit. Only a little. There was one, uh, Dope Sick, uh, had Michael Keaton. It was the story of how our, we got addicted to heroin. Okay. The, uh, and how the, the Sacker family, I think it's the Sackers, I don't have an assistant yet to, to fact search for me, but uh, the Sacker family, they were behind the medicine. Uh, they were behind the uh, Oxycontin. Yeah, okay. And, uh, they, but they were paying for the research. They were paying for the people that accredited the researchers. They were paying for, you know, the everything. Vertically just, integrated, you're yes, saying. <laughs> everywhere. And, it, and it's just kind of how much of that's going on everywhere, yeah. you know, and, and so, everything. So the big thing for me is um, I, I don't... There are a lot of governments that I think are, are ran very well and have uh, some prestigiousness, call it, um, and they they can't be bought. Sucralose is the only, like, it is the only or one of the only artificial sweeteners that is approved worldwide. Um, so to me, uh, going back to, you know, um, Joni, who reads one or two articles and now is an expert and thinks I'm a jerk for selling a product with sucralose in it, um, like, ultimately... Okay, you're not my consumer, and I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. You've, you've done your research, and um, whether mine took a lot longer, like, it, it just doesn't, if you don't like it, then don't consume it. I'm not, I'm not begging you to. Um, we've, we've made it for, quite frankly, I mean, I'm sitting here drinking it. Um, you know, you go back to the tobacco days, a lot of those guys weren't smoking, but they were selling cigarettes. I drink this every day. Um, my kids are not of 21 years of age, but when they are, I, I will let them consume it. Because I'm very, very comfortable on, on what's in there. Um, and I would also say comfortable based on being educated. Um, well said, Adam. Um, do you remember, what did you drink before you, you dieted? Like, okay. What was your like, path to carbless? Dude. When you were 21, like the first time you drank when you were 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That day I turned 21 and had my first... Alcohol beverage. Um, well, I started off like most people. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm assuming your age, our age. Um, nowadays, the benefit for us is people are jumping straight into spirits because they don't care about price. But I think the first things I drank were, you know, Keystone Light and Bush lattes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What? Natty Ice. Oh yeah, yeah, once, yeah. Once in a great, cheapest wow. way. Uh, cheapest way to get a bus. Yeah. Um, do you, Do you remember? I my first like alcohol was Jaeger. Oh, and for whatever soul, reason, dude. I was like, oh, Jaeger bombs. I'm, I'm fucking cool. I'm drinking Jaeger bombs. I had four pack of Red Bull and a bottle of Jaeger, and I got, you know, all messed up at Summerfest in Milwaukee. And I never want Jaeger again. I, it disgusts <laughs> me. And same as Red Bull. Red Bull is gross, too. Get, maybe Monster Energy Drink, but that, all that stuff's terrible, really. And, and to my taste, I don't know how bad of a product it is for you. I haven't ran those numbers, but. Taste-wise, not for me. Do you have a, a shot that you can't do no more? Uh, so I would say I cannot consume Bacardi. Well, it doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, Bacardi O? Bacardi 151. Oh, 151. So I loved me some Tech 9 back in the day. Yeah. Still good. <laughs> I was that song. Uh, I, I literally had that song on the jukebox two nights ago. That's, and awesome tune. And that drink that he talks about is good, and it's smooth, but Bacardi 151 as itself I literally consumed it by itself three times, and each of those three times, it ended up, like, leaving my throat hole before it was even in my stomach. Mm. Um, it was, see you later. Uh, Malort, 
Dude, I had that for the first time about two months ago in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, why? Uh, so we were with a distri- we were launching with a distributor down there, and um, so we were riding along, and he's like, "Oh, Adam, I kind of like you. I gotta initiate you into our whatever." And I was like, <laughs> "So he orders two of these Malorts," and I was like, "All right, I've been around the block long enough to know that if you're initiating me, this is gonna taste like shit." Um, and so, yep, drank it. Probably one of the worst shots in the world. But uh, then I was talking Did about it. Did like, he like it? No, 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 no. He did not. Okay. It was an initiation of like, ha, 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 I'm going to give you this shot. There's a, a dart team in town here named Malort, and they're named that because they like Malort. A group of people? Uh, like it's more one than girl, one? It's one girl and the guy that's with the girl. But the girl okay. likes Malort, and God bless her. I, I was, so I, a year, uh, about a month later, I asked this guy, Andrew, I was like, hey, what was that? What was that shot? Because I was... You could, yeah, you're not going to think, oh, yeah, Malort, you don't need to... Well, I do now, but he okay. sent me this video that was About done by Malort. Malort. And it, it was the most brilliantly done, like, uh, he's, he's, like, artificially talking about how great it is. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you afterwards. And, uh, then, and then he's like, no, 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 like, you have to smile. And, and then he would take a shot, and he's like, Malort. It's, it, was, it was just... They, I think they did a great job is, of, like, marketing to the... Is Malort national? Do you think, like... Because I feel like that's I a Wisconsin know. thing, too. You, but you said Nebraska. But were you with a guy from they're, Wisconsin? They're out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like so I don't they, know if it's this national, Midwest I know thing. You know, I feel like the East Coast and the West Coast just don't... They don't belong. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Are, do you, is your product available? I know it's, it's like eight or nine states. Yep. So we're registered in 10 states. Um, and, and geographically, like, we're not in all of those. So we actually just rounded out our second full state uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago in Minnesota. So Wisconsin fully distributed, Minnesota fully distributed... And then the other eight are partially distributed, and that's part of what our growth plan is for 2023 is just going wider and deeper. Um, and, you know, earlier you had asked about how we sell. Um, so most brands, like when they have a little success, they, um, I, would, I would say they just go national immediately. Um, and is that they basically sell to a larger distributor? Yep, yep. So, yeah. like, we're with Badger Liquor and Frank Liquor here in the state. Um, uh, somebody like a Southern Glacier, uh, they, they operate in 41 states, not in Wisconsin. Or uh, RNDC operates in 20 or 26 states. Um, we go through, uh, outside of Wisconsin, we're a lot of in the beer network. So we're going, like, a Bud distributor, Miller distributor. Um, but uh, so we're, we're more, uh, I mean, you're Wisconsinite, so you've heard of Culver's. Um, oh, yeah. Craig Culver's motto is own your own backyard. And when he first uh, launched, he tried doing something like two hours away and it didn't go well. And he then made a model of I'm going to expand only like 45 minutes or miles from my last Culver's. Interesting. Um, and then he was able to compound Dominate that your local yep. vicinity first. And that's, I suppose that's a good practice for me too. I should, I got to promote my podcast within the local community. Can't be yep. thinking so much like, oh, got to blow up. You well, and, right, exactly, and and we definitely were there at a point as a brand. Um, but the beautiful thing is, is out of these, I'll say five states that I'm geographically distributed in, we're the number twenty one canned cocktail selling in the entire U.S. In those few states, most of these are national. Um, but it, it it just gives uh, a lot of relevance to the hard work that our team puts in. And uh, what, have you tried Cutwater? So they are the, as far as like uh, the, the number I just gave you of 21 is can, can in a box, anything mm-hmm. in a can really. Um, Cutwater is the number two or number three. Uh, is it? I, I carried Cutwater for a bit. It just, you know, and, and that's the thing really I, I, I'd say for, for you uh, to think about. A lot of the, the bars 
Like uh, people come in all the time wanting their product in here. They do. And you you came in and you you didn't come in with any kind of agenda. You introduced yourself. I, I respect it, but we already carried your product. I was stopping. Uh, I was I only stop at carbless places to eat and and uh Okay, so you were stopping because you heard we already carried it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I don't know how or why we ended up carrying it. I know my 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 girlfriend, she loved it. She's and I so I told them in the back. I said, "We got to start ordering carbless. We can stop ordering white claw." Some people are like, well, you got to have White Claw. And I say, <laughs> it goes to what I was saying in the beginning. I don't know that you do. I think if you don't have White Claw, they'll pick something else. There's a hundred other fucking choices. And Carbless is actually good. And I realize for some people it might be different because that is, it's the beer versus vodka. It, it's it's also, I think, the flavor profile. Sure. Um, I, I, I do agree that, I mean. Um, well, on your site you say, we, we were looking for something to drink and everything was just blah. Right. Yeah. And so, what specifically was blah? I mean, so it was the white claw. You you don't want to besmirch your competitors. I, I don't want to besmirch. I, okay, okay. You can keep your secrets safe. There was uh, there was there was there was two or three in 2018 that were bigger in this area. Um, okay, two of them exist. One of them does not. Um, yeah. It, so, really, if I summarize it, and I'm glad you brought up Cutwater. So. I love the Cutwater drinks. I think they taste I good. I love the Vodka Mule. Yep. I, so, dr- I drink many, many, many of those. So now imagine uh, the, the, the whole thing about seltzers, and there's tons of jokes, like, oh, no carbs, no sugar, no flavor, right? And so the thing that I've heard as a joke uh, about the seltzers is, like, you're whispering a fruit flavor from another room, or uh, it's a Jolly Rancher dipped in TV static, right? Overall, I would describe the TV that. TV static one. You said that on your site, I think. I read it somewhere. You said it somewhere, and I like it. It was it's true. Oh, it's, it, tastes, it tastes like static. I got it from somebody else. It tastes like <laughs> static. But it's to, to me in generality, it was just for for a canned beverage. I thought it was too carbonated and not flavorful enough. In summary, I, I'd agree. Now, yeah. if you take cut water, and I'll use uh, I'm going to use their margarita only because I have a margarita. So they have a very flavorful. I think twelve point one percent. If I'm guessing correctly, ABV margarita. It tastes good. It's a good tasting margarita made with tequila, real tequila. That margarita is 350 calories, about 35, 40 grams of carbs, 35, 40 grams of sugar. If you don't care, great, consume it. But if you want that type of tasting drink, you want to drink a margarita, and you don't want carbs and sugar, and you want maybe a little less ABV because one of those at 12% will put you on your butt pretty quick. Um... Carbless is the perfect option. So we've taken the nutrition panel of what people liked about seltzers because most of them don't enjoy the drink. They like, uh, they think they can get they crunk without the getting, junk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so if you want that nutrition panel but you want a full-tasting drink like a margarita, we, we have an option for you. Um, and what we found, the benefit of that being is you said, hey, I've, I've never really paid attention to it, right? But you like the taste of the drink because – the no carb, sh- no sugar thing really doesn't matter. So the benefit ends up being it's like a, a cross-connecting buy, right? So imagine you're walking to the store and you're like, well, I'm going to grab, uh, I'll use cut water. I'm going to grab a thing of cut water because this is tasty and it's margarita. And I'm going on the boat with my wife and she loves carbless. And so I'm going to grab her this. Well, then when you look at it, you're like, well, carbless margarita is also good. So why do I need to buy multiple different packages and I can just buy one? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we end up kind of grabbing people from both both markets of the people who don't care about the diet because shit, it tastes good anyways. Uh, you know, I think I wonder. You probably already had this going, and I, I was going to message you like you're going to listen to me. Like what? What? 
you uh, you send in these packages, you know, and it's four pack lime, four pack cranberry, four pack black cherry. Four, yeah, yeah. There, there was four different flavors, four packs, all the same flavor. And I was selling. We were selling out of the cranberry, the black cherry. They were just going so fast, and we were stuck with the greens. And well, you started. You started with the mixed case. That's what I meant. Yes. Okay. We were. We didn't have the individual four packs. That's what it was. We were only getting mixed. And I was going to message you like, "Hey, man, you got to so, have just four packs of the single flavor because I got a cooler full of lime." The, the uh, funny thing full is, of lime. The, no one was drinking the limes. We we are one of the literal, probably only ones. That do that the opposite way. Um, so we we had our six skews. We had lemon lime, lemon cranberry, black raspberry, black we cherry. Had them as individual. They were all individual. Start. And then when we launched margarita, it was really a test for us to dip into the market. Like we want, uh, it's all over the can, ready to, to drink. Test cocktail. the margarita or test to test ready to drink cocktail. Okay, so okay. this, I get, although I, I don't think this is a seltzer, and people see tall skinny can, no carb, no sugar, they call it a seltzer. Oh yeah. Um, and so we, we wanted to say, okay, we, we want to get into this, like, this cocktail mix because no different than you're drinking cranberry right now. If I'm selling to you, part of it is I know you can make it vodka cranberry. Kudos. You can't make one that's no carb, no sugar. So what about uh, – sorry to interrupt. Uh, meal. I meant to mention that when you were talking about uh, the stave, stave, Stevia. Stevia. Uh, no, not Stevia. The other one. Sucralose? No, there was the other one, the like powder, a powdered stuff that we add to drinks. Splenda, Splenda. Oh, okay. Splenda. It was Splenda. So Mio is kind of like Splenda. Did, did you did you use Mio ever? Uh, I I know I, it was a craze for time. We had it, Mio bottles behind the bar because so, people just wanted Mio with their vodka water splash of a Mio. Well, so the beauty for me is if I see Mio behind your bar, I know that we will sell the shit out of our product at your bar. And I was gonna say that I was gonna say because I would drink vodka vodka sodas, yep. splash of Mio, and that's what this tastes like. Yeah, so that is not at all how we developed it, and it ended up being like a, a year or two later. It was actually our bar in uh, Wapan. I still worked full-time at Beaver Dam, so I'd stop there every once in a while, and they're like, you know, we used to go through bottles of this meal, and ever since we have Carbless, we don't anymore. Um, and it's it's become like one of those things that I look for when I walk into a bar because, I mean, at the end of the day, sales guy walking in, you're going to have gonna have the barriers up, right? I always um, do. <laughs> You're Bud Light. Why are you trying to sell me a Bud Light orange seltzer? Go away. All right. <laughs> keep your keep your keep, stick to Bud Light. Got to get their market share. Um, man. You know, and uh, this room, this is something I wanted to I wanted to put on the podcast at one point. So, you know, I find it so disingenuous. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts? I meant to ask you. you yes, a, a, I I streak. Um, I do try. If I get offered to be on one, I want to understand the style. So, you know, as you know, I, I listened to yours uh, prior to. Um, anything that I've been on, I try to follow. It's I can't listen to all of them, sure. but it's uh, yeah. I, I listen to a lot of the po- major, you know, sports podcasts, movie podcasts. That's my bread and butter for podcast listening. And uh, one of them, the, the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't know if you know who Bill Simmons is. He's just a big sports writer. You know, okay. one of the most po- uh, famous sports writers out there. Started his own podcast network, and uh, he's on there. He's a, he's got he's a millionaire many times over. Many he sold his show to, to Spotify. You know, Spotify, yeah, he's doing great. And he goes on his podcast, and I, I like Bill Simmons. I like you, Bill. But every time I hear you go, oh, crack open that ice-cold Miller Lite. Nothing better than a Miller Lite out of my fridge. Oh, hanging home or sitting home watching the game. You order some DoorDash and sit back with your six-pack of Miller Lite. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit, Bill. <laughs> you do not drink Miller Lite. There's no way he drinks Miller Lite. 
And I just wanted to say that going forward, when I say I'm having a carbless, <laughs> I will be drinking a carbless. And uh, and just to, for just to, I'm calling to, you out, to Nick. You were, you were drinking a mango white claw on the uh, last no, last I was. last podcast. I was. I got you know <laughs> that goes to something I said on that podcast. I feel like there is uh, you, if someone says, uh, "Can I buy you a drink?" I'll have what you're having. Yep. It's almost ninety percent of the response is I'll have what you're having, and then I tell you I'm getting malort, and you're pissed at me. <laughs> we're no longer friends. Right. <laughs> so to to end my point about Bill Simmons' fake Miller Lite fandom, just this past week it was Michelob Ultra. Same ad. Oh, I'm drinking Michelob Ultra. No way you drink those beers. There is some craft beer. There is some fancy beer. You were on the last podcast talking about how, uh, have you seen the movie Sideways, the wine drinkers? It's a movie about wine tasters. It's, it's a good movie. A lot of good wine in it. And he bought the famous bottles of wine from that movie. Okay. He has those in his cellar. And he's, you're having a Miller Lite? No chance. No chance. <laughs> I don't believe it, Bill. Bullshit. Good reservation Pro- on me your, wrong. your word choice there. I could see it about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of reservations, so maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, so actually as a brand, it's it's kind of funny because um, we focus very heavily, you know, that kind of wide and deep. We have a lot of people in the market. So when I say a lot, like Anheuser-Busch, huge brand, billions and billions of dollars, my understanding is they have three uh, market managers and then one state manager for the state of Wisconsin. Carbless, little old Carbless, has three market managers, one in Milwaukee, uh, one for like more of the northern area, and one out in Madison. Um, but we, we do that rather than spending money on ads. Uh, is and, a market manager, is that who's coming into the bar and telling them, yep. hey, why don't you try Carbless? Yep. So Kim, uh, Kim is working on getting your signage uh, created, um, and then she'll, she'll be back in. You'll get to meet her. Um, and so she's like the, she covers anywhere that Badger South does. Uh, and sometimes, like, our preferred route is to, if we were cold calling you, she would come in with Badger because uh, you've got a relationship with them. Uh, and then on, on the flip side, like, obviously we can't always ride with them. So then they're sometimes they're the ones running the promotions or doing events, uh, or they will cold call. And, hey, we're distributed through Badger, but, you know, I'd love to offer you the chance to talk about Carbless. And it's, I'll tell you, it is totally, it's like, it's like gambling, which I love. I love gambling. So you go to the bar. And you just need the right person to be there. Yeah. You know, the number of times that I know products have been left for someone who's working that maybe doesn't care as much. They leave a note for me. Hey, Nick. Yep. Someone stopped in for you. This is it. I'm not sold. So we can't control it 100%. Um, but if, if I personally am walking into a place, and I think a lot of our team operates the same way, we know the liquid's different. We know that the... The idea of everybody talks about innovation and flavors, but the this full flavor drink and no carb, no sugar, the funny thing is the amount of people listening to us are like, yeah, bullshit. I've heard it all. Um, and so we know that getting liquid lips is like we have to, right? So if we walked in and I said, hey, you know, uh, my name's Adam, blah, 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 and let's say I'm not with Badger, so I don't know who, who the decision maker is. And they say, well, you know, Nick's the decision maker, and it's like this here. Right, where you've got probably 30, 40 customers sitting down there. You've got at least four or five people working. I saw a couple over and by the cheese. And it's noon or so, right? Well, noon and I, we would not Thursday. do it at noon for the record. I'm just saying, but at noon on a Thursday, 40 customers, we're doing okay. Yeah, right? you're doing well. And uh, for the record, we would not come in at noon on uh, at any point at a restaurant. But let's say it's 1030 and it's, it's still similar. Um, they'll say, oh, you know, Nick's not in. When is he going to be in? Well, get that answer. Um, well, uh, you know, do you, uh, do you have any influence? 
And a lot of times they'll tell us no. Would you be interested in trying a new product that we're going to try to sell to Nick? Oh, what is it? Give them a little spiel. Yeah, sure. So now I'll get 10, 15 of your people come in, and then I'll maybe even sample, you know, 20. And you trained your market uh, market managers to yeah, I'll, I'll, start? Yes. Yeah. A, a lot of, and it, it's dependent, right, based are you, on. Are you, are you college educated? Uh, I have a, a, a an associate's. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I, I, I only ask because, you know, I ask because I'm college educated, and I don't know that I needed to go. You know, you, you, <laughs> you, I went to Madison, a lot of socializing, a lot of partying there. Um, Do you have LinkedIn? I, no. So it's, well, it's funny because I just posted on LinkedIn. About a year ago, I was offered to speak uh, on a panel at UW-Madison. That's awesome. And, well, so the well, and you, I would guess you went to college somewhere. I, didn't you say you went to Harvard? Oh no, that was that <laughs> test. <laughs> but it, it was uh, their immediate question was, well, what? Where did you go to school? And uh, I was like, well, Lakeshore Technical College. And they're like, oh, well, where did you get your bachelor's from? I said, I don't have one. And they immediately went to, ah, you're not going to be on the panel. I was like, oh, okay. Really? That's now. I ended up being on the panel after okay. some more discussion. Uh, but last uh, Monday of this week, I spoke as the keynote uh, the the place I went to for high school um, awesome. for the National Honor Society. That's awesome. And I wasn't in the, National, in the Honor National Honor Society. Honor Society. No, okay. So it's it's uh, just a good. Um, I I think there's there's a lot of uh, degrees that you know there's there's this justification. I know some engineers who don't have a degree that have become engineers, accountant. I mean, freaking doctor, like right. Uh, it's, it's hard, though, because there are other paths to get education, especially nowadays. So, um, yeah, I'm just more – I am, I would say, more school of hard knocks, so just falling flat on my face, getting punched in the face, and then just getting up and um, your Your wife? Uh, she, she's your partner in this endeavor. Not Correct. just life, but uh, in Carbless. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What, uh, who – who, I mean, you, you're going to say her because you, you should, but, like, whose idea was it? Like, when you, were you two hanging out? No, she'll, she'll tell you it was it was mine. Um, it was, um, but from a, a, she's always built small businesses. So for me, like, I think every relationship is a little bit different of where like the respect boundaries lie and like what you think the other person's good at. And quite frankly, just from a, a financial business perspective, um, I have a ton of respect for her. And it's, I have learned that if I can convince her to a concept. Then I can convince just about anybody, but you know that is <laughs> definitely true. Uh, that is a good one. You hear that, guys out there? If you can convince your lady friend, partner, wife, girlfriend to believe in your idea, then then it might be a good idea, right? And I think people need that, though. You need a uh, that support, yeah, from your significant other. I know, like this podcast that I'm starting. You're this is gonna be my fourth episode only, Adam, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I've, I bought these microphones probably in 2018. Oh, really? I just sat on the idea forever and I just don't believe in myself, you know, and you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself, but it helps having those other people who believe in you too. And I definitely have that support system, uh, going with this. Part of it, I would say even just knowing that you waited four or five years, just taking the action, like you could freaking A, start interviewing a random customer. Oh, I know. You know, and like... Got lots. Just got to get out of your comfort zone. And, and that's every time, every every week, I'd meet somebody who I was like, "Man, that's a story that should be on a freaking podcast." And I got those people. I got them coming. They're going to be coming down <laughs> the road, and we're going to retell these stories. And I can't wait for everybody to hear them. Um, first time you were ever at the Broad Stop was it recently when you walked in? 
So when I first met you, um, God, that was probably now, I'm going to say September or October. Um, that was your first time here. Yeah. So I'm from probably about two, I'm about two hours north. Um, so the only times that I have been, I'll call it past here, was um, pretty much to go to Chicago. And I mean, at that point, like, I mean, yeah, I hear you. That's, but that's what it was for so many people whose first time they yeah. just, this exit, you know, it's Lake Geneva exit too. So here's the funny thing to, I guess, put some nostalgia to it. There are, a, I think we as humans just kind of have these landmarks that get stuck in our head over the years. And uh, the cheese the, that you have out here, the yellow with the, the red, that has been burned into my memory for probably <laughs> 20 freaking years. Right. Um, and so it was honestly very cool. And, and um, so the, I'll show you the platform, but I can just pull up and see in my radius. I can say I want a bar or restaurant within five miles from me. And usually when I'm driving down I-43, if it's lunchtime, it's like, okay, well, who buys Carbolis? Because I'm going to stop in, have a meal, and introduce myself. And Broadstop came up, and I was like, oh, fuck, that sounds cool. Um, and then I see the cheese thing, and I was like, oh, no way. Uh, and then I remember ended, that thing. It ended up being the place, and yeah, I had a meal, and then I just wanted to I don't stop know, in You, you might not have looked hard at those reviews, but because I, I do. Uh, man, I have nightmares over the reviews we get sometimes. <laughs> They're almost always positive, and they are. We're like a f- over a four, four point two or something on all. For the, how long uh, you guys have been in business? And, That's and impressive. Not, like, look at the numbers. Like, we have like twenty thousand reviews. Well, every other place has a hundred or yeah. five hundred. You know, like a lot of reviews. We've, I know, know we've sold tens of millions of cans, and I have fifteen reviews on Google. So kudos, dude. Ugh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going on and review? I'm going to review my car bliss today. I hate. I hate all those. Reviews. I you wish know, there I was customer them. reviews for that, businesses. Exactly. You should, you should have a little bio that's and, – and for your, you should have to say your favorite movie, your favorite <laughs> musician, the, your two favorite restaurants, and the last restaurant you ate at or something. Like, if you're going to criticize my place, I want to know what – like, if your favorite movie – if your favorite movie is The Snowman, that is a terrible movie with Michael Fassbender. It's like, oh, I thought you made it up. No, it's a real movie. <laughs> like, it's that's awful. That's an original it is name. An awful, awful, awful movie. And if you've seen it, you know exactly how awful it is. Uh, if that's your favorite movie, then I don't care what your opinion is of my restaurant. <laughs> like, go away. It, it, it is. Uh, honestly, I think that the coolest thing for me with the brand has been just understanding how different all of our palettes are. Uh, because, like, between the six or seven flavors... I've sampled probably 15,000 people, like, physically watching them drink the liquid. And everyone has a different one? Yeah, big time. And, and, and it's just, you know, but taking that to the restaurant level, right, for, for me to come here and say, let's, let's, this did not happen. I enjoyed my meal. I got a salad. That's pretty much what I always freaking eat for lunch. But let's say I'm here and I get a brat, and it's a chili cheddar brat. Let's say I don't like it. That doesn't mean it's a bad brat. Right, and I think that's where the consumer gets a little confused. Um, my my buddy uh, owns a restaurant, and I had uh, one one time I had a red snapper fish. So we got done. He's like, "How was your meal?" I was like, "I didn't like it." Um, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna comp your meal." I was like, "Hell no, you're not." That was my first time ever eating red snapper fish. I'm never eating that again. And it, I like everything else I've ever had at his place was amazing. Um, but this was me stepping outside of my zone, and I knew enough that this is just not my profile. Right, and. As as in this business, you know the number of complaints you feel. You know it is. Oh my! God. It is easy for to just be like comp it, comp it. You know, and that is almost always the answer. You know, I always I try and say uh, because you're afraid of, of Karen. 
not, it's not afraid. It's that I am. It, it, well, it, <laughs> sure, but for 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 us again, uh, you know, the the people keep coming. It's their first time, their second time, their hundredth time. They're always coming through the doors. Lots yeah. of traffic, you know. And if someone doesn't like it, you know, and they're going to complain and get upset and angry, it's easier enough for me to say, "Here's a free meal." Yeah. Go away. And so, like, I've I am I am the type of person that uh, if you want my feedback, I'll give it to you. And so, what I think would be great from a consumer perspective, like. Let's say I didn't like it, but I still ate half of it, and I'm satiated, and I'm full. Quite honestly, like, yes, you want to provide the best experience, but you've done the job. You exchanged right. for food. You ate all of your food. And I'm satiated. And then I'm supposed to comp you? I'm yeah. so, you're going to say you didn't like it, but you ate everything? Exactly. What do you want from me now? So I, if, like, let's say I ate, a, I ate the whole meal just because I was, I was super hungry, and you're like, was that the best meal ever? If I... If I did not agree, I would share with you my opinion, but there's no way in hell I'm asking for my money back because I ate the damn food. Like, do you take, do you take a, you know, a, let's say you get a, a new version of chicken breast at the grocery store and you don't like it. Do you take it back? No, you're like, oh, shit, that sucks, and I'm never buying it again. Well, does the phrase the customer is always right even, like, I don't think it applies anymore. I don't know if people live by that anymore. I, I remember I as a kid that being on yep. walls almost in every restaurant and even, like, in the movies, I love the movies. You know, you said they're not. I said TV. I said TV, but in the movies, um, there's always that owner's like mad at the employee. You can't do that, you know. Or the manager is all scolding right. of the employee when the the customer was clearly being a an asshole. You know. It so was let's get a little philosophical way. quick because I think I think it is 100 percent right, and I think it's 100 percent wrong. So if the customer right. tells you they didn't like the meal. They are 100% right in their own mind. They are 100% right. They didn't like your meal. So in that sense, yes, they're always right because everybody has an entitlement to their own opinion. Them asking you for money back, I would say that's, that is not them being right or wrong. That's, that's making a, a request. Their opinion of the meal is they're always right because it's their opinion. Them asking you for a comp meal is... Just them being a cheap ass, really. But <laughs> and there's, uh, you know, I think we have almost more ingredients than your carbless, which might have a lot of ingredients actually. But you got the server, you got the host, yeah. You got the time of day, you got the mood the person was in when they came to eat, the mood the server was in. The the, the how, you know, if it's December or January, people are more depressed. It's it gets dark sooner. You know, we're in Wisconsin. It's cold. All right. Uh, in the summer, you might. People might be a little easier going, but we're also a lot busier. So the servers are busier. There's so many levels and and at play when it comes to the customer experience, and that's something I I I used to I used to have meetings with all the staff about the customer experience. I remember in college reading a book. It was about Nike, and I think it showed the swish, and it just, I think I can't remember. It said it, the the experience, and it was about how the swish is more than it's not their logo. It's not. And, and it, the, the Nike logo, it wasn't about Nike. It was, that was the example. Yep. Just the idea that you're not, cre- you're not selling shoes. You're selling you're an selling active lifestyle. You're selling an experience. You're selling, and, and I really feel that way for the broad stuff. I think a, for, it's hard because, honestly, 90%, maybe more, of the customers are truly just coming in. They just want something to eat. Yeah. I, I could, and I, a server could give world-class service, and their tip's going to be about 5 bucks a person or about 20%, hopefully. No matter how good you do. Hopefully, if you're doing bad, I, that's a one. If you do a bad job serving, 
people still tip you good. I know I do. I still tip you 15%. Yes, I'm the same way. And I want to tell you, you should do better. I remember my dad making servers cry when I was a kid. My dad dad was the owner and founder of the Brat Stop. So he knew something about restaurants. And every time we'd go out to eat, not every time, but a lot of the times he'd make them laugh. But if they messed up, he let them know. And I think we don't do that anymore. So I, I would agree probably because of uh, just culture in general. But what, what, I, what I often try to think about is I don't, if, if I have a bad experience, I don't know and is it worth my time? So, for example, let's say I have what I believe to be bad service. Well, I could ask the question of how many wait staff are here? How many tables are there, right? Because maybe this person got to me once every 40 minutes. But what if, what if it's at the brat stop and it's a snowstorm and – there's literally one server, right? Like, they can't control that. So uh, maybe the food came out, but the, the chef fucked up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can, they can help all those things. So I, I try to take that stuff into consideration. Generally, Did you ever serve, bartend? I bartended. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Following your love. <laughs> um, at my I, buddy's restaurant who I had the bad red snapper at. <laughs> well, you said the rest of the food was good. Let's focus on that. Uh, do you want to drop the restaurant? Is it worth going to? Should I go? Is it in Milwaukee? Uh, I'll drop it afterwards okay. only because I said something negative about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I understand. I got you on uh, that. But, I, I but want... it, is, like, it is my go-to for food okay. all the time. Okay. Um, I got a funny story for you. So my brother... Uh, he manages, and I told you, we got Carvelous in over at uh, our sister bar, the Beach Bar. Yep, thank you. And he, he owns, manages, operates the Beach Bar. And uh, he, he gets frustrated with his beer salesman. You know, he got a text from the beer salesman. Hey, Peter, really help me out. Be, I'm gonna, I really got to sell this product by the end of the month. Do me a favor. Could you do me a favor and order some Carvelous, you know, in this text, right? Did he say carbless? Well, in the text, it was for carbless. Okay. Okay. So my brother calls me, which is rare. Was this like December? It might have been around then. Okay. You know, so Peter's on the phone with me, and he goes, or he might have got the text while we were on the phone. He's like, I hate this. These, you know, they send me this message. What I'm pissed about is you never told me about the product in the first place. Will I do you a favor? I always do him a favor. I always do the favor. But when the product came out, when you first were told to sell carbless, you never mentioned it, you know, or is what he's yeah. saying to me, right? And that's a good point. He's right to be angry, but he's being silly about it. But the best part. It's he a goes, point. He goes, yeah. I go, what's the product? He goes, I don't know, carbly. And I'm like, carbly. And we're on the phone, so I'm not reading it. And I'm right. Like, carbly. I'm like, what the fuck is carbly? <laughs> and I go, is it, is it carbliss? And he goes, I don't know, carbly. And I go, C-A-R-B-L-I-S-S. Oh, he was getting French on us, and he huh? goes, Carble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I go, it's called Carbless. He goes, I'm calling it Carbly. So he calls it Carbly. He still calls it Carbly. And I think that's, I think that's fucking hilarious. And, uh, I, and then that gets me to, I wanted to talk about uh, the actual name you chose for your product, Carbless. I, I love it. I think I, I was, um, I uh, majored in marketing okay. uh, in college, got my bachelor's degree in marketing, and I work at a restaurant. I don't really do nothing with it. I mean, I guess I promote stuff. You don't here. really do anything with it, you right? You know what uh-huh. I mean? But I don't work in. No, <laughs> I'm not a marketing manager. I don't go to. I never went and worked some marketing firm. The Carbless. The so, Carbless name. So the product and the us putting it in a can. You asked earlier whose idea was it? That was me. 
the name was 100% my wife. Oh, it's such a good name. Amanda, right? Yep. Amanda, well done. <laughs> um, I, I love it because it's, it's got like two or three meaning. Car bliss, like it's less, there's, there's no carbs. Yep. The bliss, the word bliss, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love it. I just think it was really great. And, and then, also, I'm a car guy. So that's, <laughs> I think, so we origi- she oh. originally said C-A-R-B-L-E-S-S. And our original like design. bless. Yeah, carb less. Like, literally, if you just spelled it out. Uh, the bliss thing was intentional, right? Like, hey, what if we do the I? And then her thing was, well, you like cars. So, you know, it just it's, it's fitting because it fits you. Um, I really am. I went a different way with carb less. I'm imagining, like, Jesus on the bottle. Carb less. Bless this. Car- oh! Carb less. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. You could have went with, like, the religious route and be selling it at churches yeah. and stuff. Ah, not everybody wants to drink the blood of Christ. Yeah, that's true. The carb is the other option. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I have to start pitching that. Yeah. I really have carbless in my fridge, mostly for my girlfriend. But <laughs> but I drink them when she's not looking. <laughs> um, Adam, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I am curious. So uh, I have listened to the podcast that you've put on so far, and I know that you've walked me through the brat stop. Like in general, this place is freaking huge. You've got the cheese store. You've got uh, the you know kind of the off sale. You've got this huge bar. The the trivia, the, I mean, you, you've got a lot of things going on. So walk me through what your dad, like, envisioned, what he did, Man, your takeover. 1961, and he was 18 years old, and it was just a cheese shop, his dad's, his dad's cheese shop. And, I, you know, I'm going to tell this story, and my sisters could tell the story, and we'll have different stories. And that's kind of the nature of my dad. It's uh, if, if you ever saw the movie Big Fish, yeah. it's like he could, you know, he'd tell stories and make things bigger than maybe they were. But I say let them, you know. Why tell a boring story? Let's make it grand. <laughs> uh, but it was a tiny little cheese shop, and him and his part, uh, his brother uh, bought it together uh, from their dad, mom, and uh, turned it into an eight-stool bar and grill, like just a little flame grill, sold brats, and had eight bar stools. And there's a picture of it here somewhere I can show you after, and uh, eventually we'll have the pictures up on the podcast website as well. But uh, – just this tiny little thing. And uh, if you, there's another photo over there of just I-94 and Highway 50 back, who knows, must be the 70s. Okay. And it's just the Brat Stop. You just see the Brat Stop, and there's like a car accident. Like all this stuff around there's here? There's nothing around here. There's nothing around here. And right now, now there's a McDonald's, there's a Taco Bell, there's a BP, there's a Insert, Quick Insert, we built there's this a city can- song. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> there's a KFC. There's two uh, car lot shops. Uh, there's a CarMax. There's... There's everything. And there's two or three open lots ready to go. There's a restaurant called The Phoenix that I have never been to. I apologize, Phoenix. I like to support small restaurants because, you know, you talk, we're talking a lot about how big the Brad Step is, but truly it's, it's a small business. This was a small business. It was a family business built by one guy with a lot of help uh, in his mind. I don't know if he felt that way. But, yes, a lot of many backs, many hands went into this place and – it is. It's 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 pretty impressive. Now, I mean, I I remember uh, you'd hear uh, most new restaurants fail within the first year. Yeah, and was, I think the number they'll say is ninety percent, which is insane. Like that's a lot of restaurants failing. Broadstop's been here sixty. We're coming up on sixty three. 
That's awesome. 60, uh, 62, 63, 62 years. I, it's, it really is insane. And uh, it went through a lot. Uh, in, and there, there was the benefit of uh, before 1984, maybe in 1983, drinking age was only 18 in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone from Illinois would head on up and come on and, and I mean, yeah. drink. I mean, we're literally five minutes from the border. So um, come 1983, they changed it to 21, which I think would have been the most interesting time to be 18 because they uh, godfathered you in. If you were 18 at the so time... you were the most rogue 18 year Yes, if you were 18 years. at the time they changed the drinking age to 21, you were grandfathered in and got to go to bars. So, awesome. so if you like got if, if you turned 18 tomorrow, you're screwed. Right. Oh, God, that poor <laughs> I'd guy. hate to be part of that cutoff. Yes, no. Uh, um, so, so that definitely drove a lot of business. Uh, and then in 1984, February 1984, which was like around about the time I was conceived... So conceived I or born? Conceived. Okay, I was thank born you. in October. So <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> so right around then, you know, and so I kind of joke like my dad was maybe busy making me. Well, the brat stop started on fire and burned down the, all the way to the ground. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, 1982, uh, 1984 in February. Uh, the whole thing burnt up. Uh, someone forgot to turn uh, turned off the exhaust fans, but didn't turn off the deep fryer, and it caught fire, and the whole brat stop burned to the ground. And my dad was living in Twin Lakes, above the beach bar, where Carbliss is sold. And uh, I just, my mom told me he, like, woke up naked running down the stairs, just so in a rush to put his clothes on, and drove to the Brat Stop, got to the Brat Stop, fire trucks were coming in, and him and his guys were going in the Brat Stop carrying out cases of beer. And the fireman was, like, telling him not to do that, and he was saying, no, he's like, are you going to get it? Then we're going to go get it. So... (laughs) They were grabbing beer because they didn't want to waste the product, I guess, or they wanted to have a good time watching the place burn. Damn. But in that same year, right, like I don't know how long after, maybe a month later, I, I really never got the story, but uh, Bratsop opened in a building across the street. So a temporary building across the street. We were still serving. So even a fire couldn't stop us. Right. And we were in business there. Well, this building we're in, which is the location of the fire, this area, um, the new building was built. Uh, the stage was added. The mezzanine was added. And that side banquet hall room was added. So, but, I mean, but otherwise, it would look. I was told pieces. that the bar and the grill, that actual pillar of where the grill is behind the bar, that was the original pillar. Is, is sort of the So when he rebuilt, the big is that when story. he like did the big, big addition, though? Uh, well, added the stage and the mez, and then in like 2000, added the three or four banquet halls in the back. It's like a thousand. There's more? There's... Thousand person banquet on the back, and seven hundred people. I don't know how many square feet is this place. Uh, I think the original building was fifty two thousand square feet, so that's not including the banquet hall. Jeez. So yeah, not a brat stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more than that. Um, and uh, you know, my dad always said we were world famous, and uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel many places throughout the United States, but also. Germany, Amsterdam, Korea, even Mexico, Guatemala, and no joke, I'm not joking. Every single place I wore my broad step shirt, someone knew it. No shit, that's awesome. Every single place, and they weren't necessarily Guatemalan, but someone in Guatemala that was traveling there also was like, "I like your shirt. I've been there," you know. And that's amazing. My uh, Korea, in Korea, and it's. It just it warms my heart. So think about it. thank you for asking. So um, do you guys make your own? 
for uh, I was again. This might be a big fish story, but I was told we did. My dad had a factory that made sausages, and eventually, just not worth it to do it. So, uh, sold the recipe or uh, whatever partnered with Usingers. Oh, okay. Usingers awesome. makes it, but it is our recipe. So you you can get our brats in a few stores, but that's because we've arranged so, that. Uh, your last podcast with Erica. Uh, she had mentioned that she does a weekly special. Yeah, the brat this week is the Asian brat, or okay. I, I might—I don't know—but it's it's Asian in theme. It's got ramen noodles with a, a zesty chili peanut sauce on it, and it's a Cajun brat, and it's delicious. So, so then, like, is it? Um, it's a it's our standard Cajun brat on a bun, okay. with noodles on and top, and the, and the sauce. Together. Yeah, okay. I, That's what I'll you be know, we have about eight standard brats, and then I came up. With the, I, we had a burger of the week. See, you're right. I did do something with this marketing stuff. I came, you know, we had a burger of the week. I'm like, why don't we have a brat of the week? We just, it's so silly that we don't. <laughs> so I, I always said, you know, you, we charge, you know, like a dollar premium price, but you add two or three ingredients. So yep. it's like, it's a deal. It's a special, but also, because that was what it was. We made the, the, for the first two, three years, the brat of the week was just a cheaper, regular brat. You know, one of the brats, the Cajun brat. Yep. Oh, it's for eight ninety nine. Yeah. Not as cool. Why yeah. aren't we like? Since then, we've done so many. I, I like the gyro brat. Get a little gyro meat, tzatziki sauce, onion on one. Oh. I'm gonna share a fun story with you that you might be able to use since you're in marketing. Um, so I was in Minnesota a couple weeks ago, finishing out the state, and uh, stopped at a place. They do a, a burger challenge where the owner actually works with the local high school that's doing marketing, um, and they do a challenge. Uh, and I'm probably not doing this exactly, but. The marketing team, with he teaches them a little bit about what he knows within the restaurant business, and then they work with the cooks, and they create a marketable burger, or maybe you could do brat. Um, and then they run this ad for like a, a month or so, and you come in, and it's like a special menu of these maybe six different brats or burgers, and then whoever wins, basically it goes on your menu for a year. Um, and it's all, I mean, I, I thought it was a really cool way to like help get kids involved, get them mm-hmm. to see the side of the business. But then also, um, obviously they're trying to get their friends and family to come here all the time. So it, you, you use your time a little bit, but then obviously drives business as well. Well, and the kids thing, you know, as a child of a bar owner, I bet I have pictures of myself walking on the bar, walking on the pool tables in diapers, you know? And I, I, something I've talked about in a previous pod is just, you know, the bad image that the bar has. I don't know that it does so much anymore, but it, it's still there. And I, I'm, I'd say outside of Wisconsin, it's worse because we, we kind of, I, I would say in the state, we understand. Stigmatized it, maybe? Well, it's, it's almost like uh, it, it is that small business piece, right? Like, I've, I've been, I've had a few notations about like, oh, well, he owns a booze business. Like, what is he doing speaking at a high school? Well, mm-hmm. I didn't talk about booze once. You know, and it's I think it's more of understanding the ideation of uh, the difference between building this in a hardware store. There's there's probably 85 to 90 percent similarities when you look at supply chain, customer base. Um, that stuff is still the same, but the executionable items are just slightly different. You have to ha- deal with expiry. A hardware store does not. Right. Um, so that, that's where I think it's become more accepting because you are uh, somebody local. You're just trying to make ends meet and. Uh, you're trying to have a, a happy place for someone to eat, drink, and be merry in between. I, yeah, I just, you know, been here my whole life. Uh, lots of moments where, you know, oh, there was a fight at the brat stop or some story about something bad happening at the brat stop. Are they and, fighting over and, who had a bigger brat? Yeah, who has the bigger <laughs> brat? I wish that was all it was. But I remember this time, I'm a, there, there was this night. 
there was a, a fight between like six or seven women on the way out the door. And we found like extensions and braids on the floor. I found five different high heel shoes. Like one of upset five different ones and i put them around the restaurant on like ledges in different spots i mean why not i felt like it That's was funny, funny. Yeah. and they were they lasted a few years on but this like, day in 2020 you know and so you see some things but in the end, you know, I'm telling a story like that, but it's like that's the, that time of night or that event. You know, I guess I, that's why it's something I always want to say is the bar can be a great many things. And that's why I put in my info for the podcast. It's a quote from a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know. Uh, the guy gets asked why he's at the bar if he doesn't drink. And he's like, there's a great many pleasures at the bar. Interesting conversation. Uh, beautiful women. Good music. You know, tasty nachos. You know, there's, there's yeah. more to a bar than just drinking carbless. You know, if, if, if nice plug, you can't just have a car, you can't just sit at home alone and drink six carbless. You got to go out to the bar and have it with your friends, you know, or and have a, them drink carbless and too. have them drink carbless too. Ah, uh, all right, Adam, I feel like two. Uh, oh, an hour. We got an hour. Nice. Uh, all right. So you had your, you don't have a first brought up story. I, I asked because most people have a story of the first time they're here. You shared it. And that was it. I met you that I'm, time. I'm that's sorry, it that's wasn't. crazy. That's okay. Um, I guess. I, do you have any final parting words, parting thoughts? I, I'm a positive guy. You got like a positive message. I, I, something I would say to you. I, I'm impressed by uh, anyone who who gets up something up and running. You know, like you started Carbless. I look at you. I, I think I'm probably a little older than you, but I still feel young. So I feel like that's a great achievement for you. Thank I you. mean, to have done that already. And uh, you have three kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! What an that's an achievement. I mean, you're a success. Uh, you're a modern success in America, and uh, I think you should maybe just you know you got a positive words. Tell kids what kids, twenty year olds, thirty year olds, what any secrets, any ways to stay positive. Uh, well, actually, the the speeches I was telling you about earlier, um, they're ten minute speeches, so I'm not going to share them. But it is. Uh, I think the biggest thing that helped propel me was realizing that everything in my life is my choice uh, and I am ultimately in control and that can be a physical thing uh, and there are some things that physically are outside of our control and the only thing that is still in our control is our mindset Um, and I'm going to use your dad as an example there are a lot of people who would watch their place burn to the ground and they would just commiserate for the next 30 fucking years excuse my French and tell everybody how they had a great thing going and the world screwed them and it died he didn't do that he rebuilt, and now you have, I mean, quite an amazing facility. Um, sounds like probably close to 70,000, 80,000 square feet of just entertainment and, um, you know, camaraderie. And, and, and that's really what it boils down to. Everybody gets kicked in the face. There's a lot of people who choose to believe that nobody else has it as bad as me, but they don't know. Um, and it's just, it's, it's your choice to make your life better nobody else's. Well said. Well said. Adam? Thank you. Pleasure pleasure being here, man. Thanks for the invite. For sure. I'm going to go get another car list. You want one more? I do. I'm going to have to grab that uh, rotten air. Here we go.